Christmas. If you please have a seat. I especially want to welcome all of you who are our guests here tonight at Trinity. We are so glad to have you with us. And uh, how about those pipes of Pastor Davis, huh? Not bad. Thank you to all of our musicians as well. So as I've been thinking about Christmas a little bit, do you know those, um, we make them when we're kids, those dioramas, you know what I'm talking about? Your art teacher has you bring in an old shoebox and you craft a little scene inside of it. I was wondering to myself, I, I wonder if that's kind of how we see this scene right here of the nativity, like in a shoebox. And we're kind of outside looking in and, and distant and sort of removed from it. Or, you know, like watching YouTube or whatever you like to watch on your devices and your screens. I mean, it's interesting and it's entertaining, but you're removed from it, right? You're, you're, you're not in it. You're a distance from it. Just an observer. And I began to ask myself as I got ready for this Christmas, have I ever really personally entered into this scene? Have you? I mean, when you picture this story that I just read for you in your mind, is it sort of like it's in a shoebox and you're sort of standing back and looking at it saying, oh, that's nice. Are we just onlookers and bystanders standing outside? Is this story so ancient and so distant and so removed from, from us that it actually really doesn't even seem real? Well, what I would like to do tonight is invite you to come with me. I I want to do this, and I'm inviting you to do the same. Let's enter into this scene. Let's enter into it as if it's like real time, and we're there. Because if we would enter into this scene, then maybe this scene will enter into us. Now, it probably wasn't in a barn or a wooden shed of some sort like we probably have with our nativity sets. Early Christian tradition says that they probably used a cave to shelter the animals. So let's step inside that cave with its coolness and dampness and intensified by the chill of that dark night. But there's a warm fire that Joseph is tending. And as we step inside the cave, immediately... The stench of the animals floods our nostrils. Woo-wee, right? Go ahead and plug your nose if you got to. It's all right. Now let's take a look around. There's Mary, resting quietly, exhausted from childbirth. Joseph, nobly standing guard, protecting his wife and her child. And then there's the manger. Go ahead, let's come, let's go, let's walk up closer to it and look inside and see the tiny newborn. Bend down, get a closer look. Instinctively, you want to reach for him, right? And pick him up. And so you look to Joseph for permission and he nods his head in approval and go ahead, do it. Pick him up. Put baby Jesus in your arms. When's the last time you've held an infant? I got to hold baby Vera the other night when we were together. So tiny, so fragile, 
so weightless, right? You pick up an infant, you feel like, oh, I'm going to toss them in the air. They're so lightweight, but don't. Hold on. (laughs) Snuggling close. He's wrapped up like a burrito in those swaddling cloths. And like all little babies do, he's wiggling inside. And you can feel his his face scrunching, his nose wrinkling, his lips smacking because he's ready for his next feeding. And he sleeps softly in your arms. I know what you want to do, right? You want to kiss his soft cheeks, his sweet forehead. Even you dudes, we want to, like, this is like my boy. This is Jesus, right? And Mary wakes up, and she sits up, and she looks at you, and she smiles as you are holding her baby boy. My friends, if we can put ourselves there, then ponder this for a moment. You are holding God in your arms. And if you can imagine this in your heart, then we are closer to entering in. We are closer to understanding and believing the mystery of this great night that Almighty God, the Creator of the universe, became a helpless human baby boy. And He did this so that He could be close to us and we could be close to Him. For those of us who feel that God is distant or God is irrelevant, or maybe we think God doesn't even exist, or He's far off and He's detached from us and He's disinterested, He didn't care. Hold Him in your arms and hold Him close. Hold Him right up to your heart. Because that is where He wants to enter. Into your heart. And would you please notice how, how helpless How vulnerable God is. Putting himself, trusting himself into your arms. Let's talk about ships, as in relationships. If you've ever seen Lego Batman, you'll get that line. Nobody's ever seen Lego Batman? Man, people, get out and watch Lego Batman. All right, never mind. Let's talk about relationships. In our relationships, we try so hard to put on a front, right? We're always worried about how we're coming across to people and what they think of us. And at the same time, we're always sizing them up. We're trying to figure out, well, what's your motivation? What are your intentions? What's your agenda towards me? And we're skeptical. We're afraid because we've been hurt before and we're afraid we're going to get hurt again. We're afraid maybe you're going to use me. And we keep our distance from each other. We just sort of step back. And yet we know that what we got to do is drop the defenses and take off the silly masks that we put on and the charades that we play around with. And we got to open up our hearts to others and let them into our hearts and then hopefully they'll let us into their hearts. And that this is what we're really craving, isn't it? We want love, and for love, you got to take that risk. We want to be able to trust. We want friendship. We want intimacy. And we want it with each other, and we want it with God. But you see, we got a history with God, don't we? Right? We, we've been rebelling against God for a long time. We, we thumb our noses at God. We are just constantly fighting against Him. We want to get out from underneath His control so I can do what I want to do. I can do it my way. And so we naturally are afraid of him. 
We're afraid because we figure, well, he's like us, so what is he going to want to do? He's going to want to get even. He's going to want to just get us back underneath his control. He's going to want to hurt us back the way we hurt him. No. God goes first. Let's down all of his defenses. Places himself in our arms, completely vulnerable and unprotected. What are you going to do with this child? All we have to do is look at the cross hanging above us to see what humanity has done with him. And yet, he even allowed this to show us how far in his love he would go for us. And that is over. He is here tonight offering himself to you, entrusting himself to you in real time tonight. What are you going to do? Are you going to let down your defenses? Stop playing those silly games. Stop making excuses. And are you going to let him into your heart? And if you let him entrust himself to you, then you can entrust yourself to him. And if you do, you can let yourself into his heart. Except here's the thing. You've already been in his heart. You have been in his heart before he ever created the universe. You've always been in his heart. Bring yourself to him as you are. Weak, vulnerable, scared, hurting. Trust yourself to him. What do you think he's going to do with you? How about this? He will cradle you like a child in his arms. Would you please stand and confess?